0: All right, Coach Moffat. Welcome to the the Football Coach Podcast. I'm honored to have you on uh, this morning.
1: Well, thank you very much, Zach. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to share with your listeners, and uh, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. So, Coach, I got to be honest. When you sent me a, the email, I started. I just did a quick Google search, and obviously, your name pops up pretty quickly if and uh, you resume is very impressive uh for the listeners would you please just give them a little background and then we'll go from yeah. there
1: okay so um i'm a middle tennessee native uh i went to uh tennessee tech uh out of high school i thought i was going to wrestle at tennessee tech but the uh wrestling program was dropped uh the year that uh, i committed there and so uh, I ended up playing football for the Golden Eagles, and I had a roommate while I was there. Uh, we got to be really good friends, still great friends today. His name is Manny Michelle, and um, while, I, while I was in school, I quickly realized that I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to coach. I started out as an electrical engineering student and switched my major to, uh, to criminal justice in the entire time. Yeah. I felt unfulfilled. I hated going to class and I changed my major to health and physical education. And I never went to school another day of my life, uh, changed my life. And so after graduation, Manny left Tennessee tech and moved back home. He was from new Orleans and started coaching his alma mater, John Curtis Christian school. And, um, so while manny was there they had a full-time strength and conditioning coach and i was just bouncing from job to job because i wanted to be a strength coach and in uh 19 um i guess it was 1986 it was you know not a lot of people had strength coaches especially in high school and so i was bouncing around from job to job just doing whatever i could and and so i I was going to go to officer's training school and join, I was going to join the military, uh, cause I just couldn't find a job. And, um, lo and behold, Manny called me and said that their strength coach was leaving to go to Tulane and, um, I should apply for the job. So, uh, it was around July 25th, 26th, 1987. And so I applied for the job and, um, I got a phone call from the head football coach there, J.T. Curtis, and um, I ended up getting that job. I knew one person in the city of New Orleans. I'd never really been outside of the little city and that I went to college at in my hometown, and uh, um, except to play football in college. That was the first time I'd flown in an airplane was you know when we flew to one of our first away games. And... But anyway, I took that job at John Curtis, and uh, the rest is history, man. I spent six years working for Coach Curtis. Uh, We lost four games in six years, won three state championships. And uh, when Philip Fulmer was recruiting our school, he had just been named the head football coach, and he was recruiting our school and uh, came in the weight room, watched me train the team, and after – he called me over to the side and said, Hey, you ever thought about coaching in college? I said, yes, sir. I'd love to coach in college. And he goes, well, you need to get to know our, our head strength coach. And so, uh, he gave me his number. And back then, you know, people, you know, you didn't have call waiting. Uh, there was, uh, very few people had, uh, the little, uh, message machines that you had on your phone, even the university of Tennessee, you know, weight room had, didn't have a receptionist or anything. So I kept calling and kept calling and I finally got in touch with coach Stuckey and, uh, uh, I drove up there. My brother was getting married, uh, in Nashville. So I drove through Knoxville on the way home and interviewed, I actually interviewed to be a grad assistant and, um, and he offered me the job. And by the time my wife and I had gotten back to New Orleans, they had called and uh, left a message on my answer machine and said that uh, they were offering me a full-time job. So I spent four years during the uh, I call it during the Peyton Manning years at at the university. And uh, we were in Miami uh, playing Nebraska in the Orange Bowl, and I was sitting in the lobby. This is this is crazy. But uh Coach Stucky and I had been talking. I and I'd had some job offers while I was there uh at Tennessee, but I never, you know, I never pursued another job because I was committed to the university. And um, we'd been talking about, you know, it was probably time I started looking for a head coaching job and I was sitting in the lobby after practice, and I was still a young coach. I wasn't allowed in the big staff meeting with the football coaches and, you know, all those guys. So I sat outside the meeting room, and while I was sitting there, this gentleman came up, introduced himself, said, hello, I'm Larry Coker, the offensive coordinator at the University of Miami, and I'm looking for John Stuckey and Philip Fulmer. And I, he said, are you with the team? Or he asked me. And I said, yes, sir. And um, he said, you mind if I sit down? I said, no, sir. Have a seat. So Larry Coker sat beside me. I never met this man a day in my life. Didn't he know who he was. Hmm. Uh, he told me the story that he and Philip and uh, John had worked together at Wichita State many years ago. And we just started talking. He found out I was a string coach, a string coach, and we were talking and. After about 30 minutes, he stood up and he said, Coach, well, I'm going to be honest. He said, the reason I came here today uh, is Coach Butch Davis just let our head string coach go. And he sent me over here to ask Philip and John if they knew anybody that would, you know, might be interested or qualified to be our head string coach here at the University of Miami. And he said, I think I found him. He said, would you be interested in the job? I, I didn't. I was like, oh. I said, yes, sir. And he goes, okay. He goes, look, uh, you tell Philip and John that I came by, here's my phone number. He said, you know, after talking to them and you know, if it's something that you want to do, we'd like for you to come over tomorrow and interview for the job. And so the next day was our walkthrough before the game. And so they, they let me go to UM versus going to, um, to practice that day. And so my wife and my youngest i mean my oldest son at the time uh, uh, we drove over to core gables i interviewed for the job and got it just like that and yeah. i was just hanging out in the lobby so um i was there um you know um this was 1998 um and 99 so i was there for two years uh, didn't last long there uh and Again, you know, life is is funny. So my wife, her brother, uh ended up playing for Philip Fulmer at the University of Tennessee while I was there. He was a real good player, parade All American out in New Orleans, Archbishop Ronald High School. Uh real good football player. And um he played defensive line. And um, you know, he had been recruited by everybody. Um from Notre Dame to Miami to uh, you name it, and uh, mm-hmm. Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, he got recruited by everybody. So one of the guys that had recruited him here at LSU was a fellow named Pete Jenkins. In fact, Pete is 82 years old and is coaching D-line still. He's, he's coached at LSU six times, but he was at LSU while I was coaching in New Orleans at John Curtis. And so my wife and I, we get in the car. Now I got two children um, and we're driving to the Gator Bowl. We're playing Georgia Tech, Miami versus Georgia Tech in the Gator Bowl. And um, the they, they let us, they had a choice. You could ride on the team bus because we were not going to fly. It was so close. You can Ride on the team bus with your family, or you can drive and we'll pay you. And so back then, I mean, my wife said, Look, we we need the money, so let's drive. So we're driving to uh Jacksonville, and the phone rang, and it's my mother-in-law. By then we had a cell phone. It was a great big cell phone, you know, look like a shoebox. <laughs> yeah, and, man, uh, I remember that. We we're we we're big time. So the phone rings, and my mother-in-law is like. LSU just hired Pete Jenkins back. Uh, they have a new head football coach, Nick Saban. It, wouldn't it be awesome if they called Tommy and offered him the job? And so my wife is telling me this story. And uh, after she hung up and I said, honey, they got a new string coach at LSU. There's no way they're going to call me. So we get to the room at the hotel in, in Jacksonville and we're putting the kids to sleep. It was late. And uh the phone rings and it's Philip Fulmer. I mean, not Philip Fulmer, it's uh Pete Jenkins. And and, uh he said, Tommy, you know, we let our string coach go today. And Coach Saban asked me if I knew anybody that would be interested in this LSU job. And I'm recommending you, and he's here beside me and he wants to talk to you. So I ended up talking to Coach Saban and he offered me the job. And so, uh, after the bowl game, we packed up and we moved to Baton Rouge. So I was here 21 years. That took me a little while to tell that story, but I love the story. I love coaching. Um, I love our profession. I think it's, uh, extremely necessary. Um, You know, I never went to work a day in my life. Uh, I coached for 33 years, um, worked for some unbelievable people. Coach JT Curtis, you know, I guess he's the winningest coach uh, in football. He's won 600-something games, 30 state championships. Um, I worked for Phil Fulmer, then Butch Davis and Nick Saban and Les Miles and Ed Orgeron and just truly blessed beyond, uh, imagination. And, uh, I still love it. You know, I'm current, I'm not working. I have a company called the Moffitt method. Um, we, you know, we coach little league baseball teams, U triple S a baseball teams, uh, high school basketball teams, college baseball teams, uh, individuals, and we're running this business, uh, out of this, uh, spare bedroom. And, uh, it's still truly a blessing, man. I, every day I spend every day of my life, you know, talking to coaches. I, I consult nationally with collegiate and high school uh, teams. I travel uh, going to Kansas uh, next week, then headed to Nashville, um, you know, to work with people. And it's, I'm just truly blessed to be able to sit here and talk to you today about coaching this morning. I mean, Uh, My alarm clock went off at 3.40 a.m. and here it is uh, 12 minutes after four and we're working and I'll end up working all day doing what I love.
0: Mm. Hey, Coach, that's that's a fantastic story. Um, I think about uh, the names you mentioned and people who listen to the podcast are going to be like, man, that's, that's amazing. Coach Moffitt obviously did great work everywhere you've been get when you're working for those different types of people and then you you're at lsu and you you're there for so long doing such great work what's your key to kind of your longevity like you you've been so good for so long and yeah like what what are some foundational things for you and how you go about your business uh
1: the first thing is keep it simple um i never um Tried to get ahead of myself. I was, you know, my junior high school strength coach. Uh, You know, we, I had a, my coach coached me in the weight room when I was in junior high school. Uh, He was a former Alabama football player, played for Bear Bryant, was a tough man. Uh, My high school wrestling coach uh, is in the uh, National Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, Coach Randy Thomas. was just an unbelievable fundamentalist when it came to wrestling, you know, and it's something, uh, I think the stat is, uh, the wrestler who gets the first tur- takedown wins like 80 something percent of his matches, you know, and the, our fundamental goal then was to take the man down, you know, and and I wrestled unlimited. So I was, my senior year, I was about, I started as a freshman, I was 202 pounds and I wrestled unlimited. So, you know, there wasn't a 265 or 75 pound limit. I don't know what it is today, but so I wrestled guys that were 400 pounds and I had to take them down. And uh, I did that. And my college strength coach, Jack Williamson, was an incredible fundamentalist. And I was blessed that my, Junior high school football, uh, football strength coach, my high school football strength coach and wrestling coach, and then my collegiate strength football coach for, uh, for four years at Tennessee tech was Jack Williamson. And they were all the same. They were very fundamental in their approach. And so, um, you know, I always kept it simple now, you know, as I grew older and more technologies became available, there was more stuff to do. Uh, and we did some of that stuff, but my goal as a string coach was to get them fast, get, get them strong and make sure that they were in shape and, and they were disciplined. And it's that simple. Um, I kept it all, I kept it, you know, and still to this day, um, you know, there's uh there's a method to what we do, uh, but. You know, you have to pull from the floor, you have to squat, you have to do some type of press, you have to hinge, you have to sprint and jump almost every day, and then you have to do something to develop some work capacity. And then, um, and I learned this from Coach Stuckey, uh, he really pushed the golden rule. And, you know, that's doing others as you would have them do unto you and keep it, again, keep it simple and treat everyone the same. I didn't care if you were Peyton Manning or a walk on kicker, you were going to be treated the same. And 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 being a high school coach for six years and working for a gentleman like JT Curtis. And I remember my first year there, we had some really good offensive linemen because I ended up coaching offensive line for Coach Curtis along with being his string coach. But We had these uh, three really good offensive linemen graduate my first year. And so after the first day of spring practice, we were sitting in the meeting room and uh, he was going around the room after the first practice, he got to me. He said, how'd the old line do today? And I said, well, coach, gosh, man, I sure miss Melvin Jerome and Jeff and he looked at me kind of funny. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, coach, these other guys ain't as good as those three were. And he said, well, that's why they call you coach. And, um, mm. uh, and so, you know, you learn to develop talent and, you know, you, you want to make sure that those guys are better from having been a part of your program. And that's really it, man. Make those guys just train and and develop them and push them to be the very best that they can possibly be. And it's really simple and, um, uh, you know, wins and losses. Now, Once I got out off the football field and stood on the sidelines and I was, you know, in college and only coaching for the weight room, I learned to separate myself from the wins and losses because I really had no control over that after the guys left the weight room. And my job uh, was to Put a good product on the field, and then it was the coach's responsibility for the X's and O's, the technical, the tactical, et cetera. And um, and whether we won or lost, or the guy scored three touchdowns or dropped the game-winning touchdown on Monday, I still had to treat them the same, whether when we won or lost, and. Uh, and I think those—that's about as fundamental as you could possibly get. And um, just again, try to do the best job as their strength coaches I possibly could.
0: That's awesome, coach. So this—the company you started, the Moffitt Method. Yes, talk to me about that. That's a—that's a passion of yours. Obviously, I think the website is beautiful. I'll put a link to it Thank in you. the show notes. Thank you. Um, yeah, talk about that. Like where did that All come right. from? Yeah. yeah. All right. So when uh, when I
1: realized that we were all getting let go, um, you know, I I told my wife, I said, I think we're going to get fired. And she's like, oh, you know, what are we going to do? I said, we're not going to do anything. We're going to keep doing the same thing we've always done. And that's coach. And she goes, well, you know, where are we going to go? I said, we're going to stay right here in Baton Rouge. I said you know, cause I had 30 something years in, I had 21 years into, uh, the retirement here at LSU. I was, I had, was 85% vested. Um, and so I told her, I said, well, I'm not going to go out and look for another coaching job. We're going to stay right here because my three boys, um, they all went to Catholic high here in Baton Rouge. And, um, and my youngest son, when I got fired, my youngest son was going into his junior year. And so I said, we're going to, uh, we're going to go to every football game. I'm not, cause I'm, I've watched a lot of phone, a lot of football games on my phone on Friday night, you know, in some city somewhere with the team missed, I missed a lot from my two oldest sons, um. So I told her I said we're going to st- I'm going to start a podcast and she goes you're going to do what I said yeah I'm going to I'm going to have my own podcast and um, you know I'm going to consult and I'm just going to coach coaches and so that's what I did I set out you know I got fired on a Friday and you know I never I'd never bought a laptop or I I didn't own my own computer I said we got up Monday morning went to Best Buy I bought a computer Bought some podcasting gear and started setting up and uh, started working on this project here. And in the process uh, of talking to people about doing a podcast, uh, someone recommended that I should look into remote coaching to go along with the consulting and stuff that I was doing. And I didn't know anything about it. So I started looking it up on the Internet. And... Uh, um, And I knew a a, a young coach. He was actually the strength coach at Catholic High. I knew he was doing something similar to that. And so uh, one day I went over and I talked to him. His name is Matt Bruce. And Matt owned a company called Brute Strength. Matt was a seven-time world weightlifting team member. He was a two-time Olympic team member. A guy went to seven world championships in weightlifting and then he coached my uh, two of my sons at Catholic and in the weight room and his company had been very successful. So I was talking to him and he and I ended up joining forces and we started the Moffitt Method remote strength and conditioning program. So what we did is we. Uh, Took all of the stuff that we had done throughout our careers, and we combined it into a product. And we use a product called Team Builder. Uh, Team Builder is it's just like Huddle, uh, but instead of delivering film, it delivers training programs. And so we have now um, well, we have 52 weeks of training. Uh, for football and baseball and basketball, volleyball um, available right now. We have uh, custom training for soccer, track and field, tennis, golf. Like we're working on a program right now for uh, high school tennis teams. Um, so what what the way we do it is is a school calls us or an individual calls us. And uh, we have an onboarding process. You know, we, want, we need to know how much time you have available, how many days a week you want to train, what your goals are in training and the type of equipment that you have available to train with. We look at all the templates that we have uh, written up. We marry you to a program. We present it to you. Uh, we make changes based on your initial impressions of the program. And then we try to settle, you know, in a matter of days, not weeks. We try to settle in two or three days about what that program is going to be. And then we assign a coach to that program. Uh, so within our program, we have 350 some odd. Uh, I think the number now is 356, 358 instructional videos. And so uh, when we assign a coach to your school or your baseball or basketball organization, whatever the program is, that coach is available to you. Uh, we say 24 hours a day, but nobody—I mean, it's impossible to be available 24 hours a day. But you know, if if you have questions at 8 o'clock at night, you call, email, or text your coach. It's his responsibility to get back to you as soon as he can, whether it's at eight. 15 or seven in the morning, he's going to get back to you, you know, phone calls. You know, I always tell everyone that I don't think text messages an effective means of communication. So we try to contact our clients via the phone if they're available. Um, But for instance, at, um, at any high school in America, if the offensive line coach is the strength coach um, and he's teaching, You know, he's teaching two different math classes and he's also uh, the head baseball coach. We want to take the programming off of his plate. We design the program. uh, We deliver it uh, through an app called again called Team Builder uh, every morning at 5 a.m., uh, you get an email reminder of what the program is for that day. In fact, every athlete, every coach, the equipment manager, the athletic trainer, and any administrator that wants to have to see it, we email you at 5 o'clock. And you know, Of course, it's automated, but you get a 5 a.m. email reminder. It's got an outline of the program. Your phone is immediately updated. Um and your phone is the tool, Uh, you can use that. There's printable copies of the program. There's uh, 16 different uh, testing protocols throughout there. We have live team feeds. The coach can message the team through through the app. If, um, let's say for instance, you're on the block schedule, you got four 90 minute uh, workout times. If one of your offensive linemen sets a bench PR in first period, it's immediately updated through the app. Every person on the team sees it. Every coach on the team sees it. If your quarterback uh, sets a new vertical jump record in second period, the second team quarterback sees it. So he's going to come in on third at third period and try to set a record. Uh, we have leaderboards. So at any point, any coach, any player, any administrator can go in there and uh, – and do this live. It's updated, you know, almost simultaneously as the workout is taking place. Can create a leaderboard for the bench press, the vertical jump, and the 40-yard dash. You know, you name it. Anything that we have, you can set up a leaderboard. I mean, it's the uh, it's um, the tools are endless in this product. And then. We constantly uh, communicate with the coaches there at the schools. In fact, we do. In some instances, we have entire school, uh, an entire school, and we train every sport. And uh, it's just unlimited what we're able to do. We, uh, the number one ranked uh, Division II junior college baseball team, is one of our clients. LSU Eunice, uh, Coach uh, Willis. I right. and here's another uh, in. February of this year, Coach Willis called me out of the blue, says, Coach, we're losing our strength coach. You know, we start practicing a week, and we don't have a strength coach. Can y'all help us? I said, absolutely, Coach. Send me copies of what y'all have done for the – and and I knew him. My oldest son played baseball there, and their strength coach worked with our strength baseball strength coach very close. And so I said, you send me what y'all have been doing, and we're going to go to work. We'll talk to you in three days. So coach Willis sent me all their programs for their position players and their pitchers. We sat down, we hammered out uh, a program because we didn't want to be out in left field, no pun intended. So we, we wanted to make sure that we started off with something because the season was fixing to start. And uh, so within a matter of days, we had a program written <clears throat> and we've been training their baseball team ever since. And Um, And here's, you know, we tell people wherever your phone goes, the Moffitt method goes with you. So uh, after the season this past spring, uh, you know, they had players playing summer ball. So some of them were not playing. Their incoming freshmen, of course, were playing some kind of summer ball. And then they had guys that were paying three days a week, four days a week, five days a week, six days a week. So we were able to develop programs throughout the summer for the baseball team to Uh, do while they were all over America playing these different summer Mm -hmm. leagues. And then they reported in the fall. So, you know, uh, we, you know, we're just trying to coach as many people as we can possibly coach on a daily basis. And it's just been amazing. Uh, we have a new product we're coming out. We, you know, we didn't know what to call it. And, uh, because, uh, we do one-to-one training too for moms and dads and weekend warriors and former collegiate athletes that want to stay in shape. We developed a program called body by Moffitt. Again, it's a 52 week year round program. Um, it's four days. Sometimes it's four, sometimes it's three days a week. Sometimes it's five days a week. Um, so you name it, uh, you name a sport and,
0: uh, we can train you. Coach, that is so cool how you have evolved to meet you know, the needs of, of athletes and teams. Where does that come from? Because some guys, yeah, they, you know, they kind of get stuck in their way and they're like, "Okay, I'm not going to do this because I'm not comfortable with this." You know, you yeah. you you're a guy that just evolves and seems to just take the challenge head on. Like, "Yeah, hey, I want to do this. Let's do it."
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, um, it just comes from a passion try to help people. And, you know, so I I told you early, you know, I tried to separate myself from the wins and losses. Uh, And my goal was always just try to help people. And, you know, as a young kid growing up, I grew up in a small farming community in middle Tennessee. And most of the people that I graduated from high school, you know, went to work in the fields, or they went to work in a factory, or they went to work for their dad as a plumber and electrician, and uh, I just never uh, knew, I just never knew what I was going to do. My dad was uh, an industrial engineer for Wilson Sporting Goods, uh, so my mom wanted me to be a veterinarian, so I just, I just always felt like I had been put on this earth to do something different. Um I started out again in electrical engineering and after my first semester, I knew that I didn't want to do that. So then I thought maybe I'll be a secret service agent or FBI or something like that. So I went into criminal justice and, you know, I, I wallowed around in that for about a year. And, um, in this whole time, I never really knew what I wanted to do but I knew I wanted to, again, I wanted to, to try to help people. And, um, so, uh, you know, I finally changed my major to health and physical education. You know, that we didn't have exercise physiology. In fact, now Tennessee tech, uh, has a health and wellness curriculum where they have exercise science and they actually have a strength and conditioning curriculum. And, um, this year, uh, there was a, a, a gentleman that I had uh, hired as an intern, who now is an assistant strength coach at Texas A&M. His family started a scholarship at Tennessee Tech, Miami mater, in my name. So they have a Tommy Moffitt Strength and Conditioning Scholarship there at Tennessee Tech, and you know, and that came from just trying to help a young man. Uh, reach his dreams. And um, it all just evolved out of me not wanting to sit on the sideline and ride off into the sunset. um, Talk about all the things that, you know, all the championships and all the big wins are meaningless really once you're done. Um, And it, this just allows me to continue to touch people to give back to a profession. Like the podcast that I have is, you know, I think we're at our, i recorded last night was the 40, 42nd or 43rd episode of our podcast. You know, we release one each week. I'm so excited about the 52nd uh, podcast. Um, But it's just, um, I guess it's just a desire to be able to touch people and to give back to my profession and do whatever I can do, again, to help others achieve their dream um, and help people do things that they didn't think that they would be able to do if they were having to do it by themselves, I guess.
0: Um, Coach, that's beautiful. My my college strength coach was very influential to me i played at liberty bill gillespie was my
1: oh bill guest. gillespie yeah great man he was um great um, man so let me ask you this are you uh church of christ did you go are you a so, member of the church of christ
0: i am not actually i converted yeah. to catholicism in 2021 um i went to liberty but then we my wife and i are converts to the yeah. catholic church
1: yeah, so my wife is Catholic, but I'm still a member of the Church of Christ, so that's why I asked because I know Liberty okay. is a Church of Christ school, but I know Coach Gillespie, uh, I knew him when he was a coach at the University of Washington, and then uh, University of Liberty, in fact, I hired a, um, a former um, Uh, We had a an intern. He wasn't a full time strength coach. He was an intern of ours uh, who played at Liberty while Coach Gillespie was the head strength coach. And. uh, uh, Yeah, so uh, Bill is a great man. I saw him. So I saw him unrack uh, a thousand pounds on the bench press. In fact, it was at Soarneck Summer Strong a couple of years ago, right before he Mm -hmm. retired. And I, you know, I'd seen photos and videos of people benching a thousand pounds and squatting a thousand pounds. And I thought, my gosh, that's a lot of weight. But when you see it in person, I mean, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine unracking that much less pressing it out. Uh, And it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of uh, mental fortitude to even get to the point where you can grip that bar, much less press it out. Um, so yeah, great man, great
0: man. Yeah, he, I was an old lineman in college now. Yeah. I'm barely 200 pounds. Yeah.
1: That's um, what I played too. Yeah.
0: That's awesome coach. And then I know, um, I think he played long snapper LSU coach Mc, Blaine McCorkle. Um, yeah. Was, uh, like a, assistant line coach Liberty in my time, my time there. Um, and then I remember vividly watching so many LSU games at, at, at the time you were the strength coach there. And when you sent me an email, I said, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I was, I had LSU shirts saw the whole night. I'm playing Liberty and guys looking at me like, why do you have an LSU Tiger shirt on? Um, no
1: kidding. You know, because yeah, I, awesome. I like
0: the style of football, you know? Yeah. Um, world is so small, coach. So what's your day-to-day look like? You're up at 3 a.m. coaching, yeah. doing your thing, just rocking. Yeah. Well, I I like getting up
1: early um, because the house is quiet. It's just me and my dog. Um, And I'm able to focus and I I can knock a lot of stuff out early in the morning while everyone is still in bed. Uh, So that's, and I just love the quietness of it. Sometimes me and Boone over here, we'll go outside and just sit on the back porch or I'll sit on the front porch and just enjoy the quietness. Um, I love that. So I get up. um, First thing I do is check my email, of course. And then um, one of the things that I've always tried to do, whether it was on paper or using the note section of uh, my cell phone, Every night before I go to bed, I try to dump all of that garbage out of my head. Um, And I'm a meticulous note taker and journaler. So I try to flush the previous day. um, And I did this as a coach too. Um, You know, because I, I didn't, I'm not the type of person to ruminate over negative Thoughts and things that didn't go well. Um, try to always be where my feet are. So the night before or the evening before, I flush it all. I either put it on paper, or I put it in the notes section here. I wish I had a better system of doing it because I have these notebooks all over the house filled with garbage. But then I get up in the morning, I check my email, and then I go to that because I have a thing. It's called things to do, and I start working on those projects, you know, and the house is quiet. Nobody else is up, uh, and I'm able to really knock out a lot of stuff before there's any distractions. And then when the sun comes up, you know, my wife has a part-time job. She works for the walk restaurant, uh, corporate office, um, so I get to spend a little bit of time with her. Uh, While she's eating breakfast and getting ready to go to work, Uh, my son, my middle son um, is, uh, he's, well, my oldest son is a financial advisor, but he trains uh, professional baseball and football players in the morning before, you know, he gets up at 5 a.m., meets his clients at the gym at 6. He trains them until about 7.30. He eats breakfast. And then he's in his office by 8.00. Uh, Aaron, my middle, so Clay played baseball at LSU and played baseball at LSU. Aaron played football at LSU. Aaron, uh, has a group. Um, his first group is at 5 15 AM. He has a, uh, three days a week. He goes 5 15, 6 15, 7 15. And then sometimes he has an 8 30 group today. He starts at 8 30 and he trains, uh, uh you know, high school and collegiate athletes himself. Um, and, you know, I like to get up before they get up. Now, Clay is married now. Aaron actually moved back home. He's trying to save money to buy a house. He's still single. He's 24. He's got the whole world in front of him. But he's, you know, he do not want, he's cheap. He's a cheapskate, so he do not want to pay rent. So he's living <laughs> here with us, which is fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, and then, once they leave to go off, then I come back up here, and I like to be finished with my work day by noon, uh, if I can finish mm-hmm. because I have you know I'm doing podcasts in the afternoon. Uh, mm-hmm. So, in the afternoon, I focus. I have a script. i'm you know, I'm ready for the podcast. And if there's one that needs to be recorded, and if there's not, then I'm off doing my, you know, my time. I I work out. Um, I ruck with a weighted vest, uh, I'll, or I'll ride my bike. I have a road bike. I try to, you know, get ten or twelve miles in a day on the road bike. Uh, I'll work out in the garage, and then I'll pedal around the house. I do yard work. Um, you know, so it's pretty uneventful. Um, but I just love how quiet it is in the morning uh, when I get up. Uh, enjoy my coffee. Uh, I I do intermittent fasting, so I don't eat until noon every day. Um, um, but it's a great life, man. You know, I was blessed with thirty, thirty. I don't know how many years of coaching. Thirty-two, thirty-three years of coaching, and it's good to be able to sit back now. And just watch everybody else, you know, and how they do things. I spend, you know, I still, I still read, I research, uh, some of my former staff members who are coaching in college now have given me the login credentials to their different technologies. So I'm able to log in and look at their stuff. And, uh, I have people that send me stuff that I go over for them and consulting. And, um, it's just. It's a great day like today now today i worked really hard yesterday uh, so i don't have a lot on my plate today uh, i'm going to do some programming notes and stuff for our for our business um and uh, that's about it i don't have a lot to do today so i'll probably get my bow out shoot my bow some it rained all day yesterday so i won't be able to work in the yard we got y'all have armadillos in florida i'm sure so I got this armadillo is tearing my yard up. I, I got to find out where he's at, where he's living. See if I can't get rid of an armadillo today, but that's, a, that's about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause that's awesome, man. Cause I really appreciate you coming on and doing this with just a, a small time podcast like mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just you sharing no. your wisdom. Man. I really appreciate
1: this. Yeah, no, not a problem. I'm glad that, uh, you know that you had replied back to the email uh i appreciate the opportunity to come on here and share with your listeners um if anyone out there is listening is interested go to our website the moffit method dot fit or uh, email us at info at the method dot fit or we have a phone number on there you can call us uh <clears throat> we'd be happy more than happy to uh help in any way that we can um email me again you can email me at info at the Moffitt method dot fit if you have any questions about strength and conditioning or nutrition or anything like that feel free to contact us and good luck to y'all on friday night um and um i appreciate the time
0: absolutely coach you you're, you're- first class, and and I, I really have enjoyed this conversation, and thank you for all the work you've done over the years. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate the time.